What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also buy Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and Snow Dog products. Old man winners ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at PyramidEquipmentInc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. That's good. He's Chuck Freeby. My name's Corey Mann. This is Sports Yak episode number 149. Well, that would be the Lou Brock episode. If you smell what the Brock is cooking. Well, the Brock cooked up a lot of stolen bases in his Major League Baseball career, and it got him into the Hall of Fame. But he also hit 149 home runs and is one of the few people to ever hit the center field bleachers at the polo grounds with a home run. He did it when he was playing with the Cubs at the beginning of his career against the New York Mets. Lou Brock. Lou Brock, also known as the inventor of the Brock umbrella. I'm sorry? It, the Brock umbrella. It's one of those little umbrellas that you wear on your head. Rather than having to go to the concourse at games, you could wear this. I guess I saw those at Cubs games growing up. I remember that. Yeah. And he he was the inventor of that. Do they still make those? Do people actually purchase? I don't think so. The Brock umbrella. Not the Brock umbrella. Oh. The Brock umbrella. Oh, okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. The more you know. All right. Is the hype starting to build? It is. It is. Diane Freeby has made 360 brownies for the USC band as they come to town. You've got to be awesome. So 
She and her friend Judy, Judy is a former flag girl in the USC band, and they have combined to make 360 brownies for these people so that they can play Conquest every other song. I love that about Diane. That's a great idea. That's that's a great idea. So She also uh, fired back on Monday's episode. Oh, did she now? She did. Um, I dare say she listened to it pretty quickly, which I was excited about, one of our one listeners. Let me get to her comments One for here. one. That's good. Diane Freebie. This is uh, from Monday's episode. First of all, I have no idea why Mary wore that awful green sweatshirt in public. This is, of course, last Saturday's game mm-hmm. when you smuggled her onto the field. Right. My guess is she lost a bet, but we may be seeking therapy. Secondly, Peter Freebie does not know what he's doing when it comes to football. Third, TJ loves his mother, and it shows. Finally, I love my husband without question, and I dislike Notre Dame football without question. Hashtag fight on. Yeah. I replied, could you tell me how you really feel? Exactly. She's always <laughs> one to disguise her feelings. It's hard she's, to... She's a tough book to read, but somehow I managed to do that. Like that Stephen King novel about being in the grass. Can't quite see what she's getting after. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's fired up. Uh, it sounds like the uh, the Trojans are a wee bit fired up, too. They get their quarterback back, a freshman by the name of Keaton Slovis. Slovis has completed 78% of his passes this year. He was the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week when he is healthy, and it appears that he is. Um, he is an upgrade over what they had at the quarterback position in Matt Fink. So Slovis back from the concussion, and he's got a very good receiving core to throw to. He's got... Uh, How good of a receiving well, core? Well, it's the best one Nerd Aim will see all year. Okay. I don't think there's any question about that. They ha- Remember Equinemius St. Brown? Mm-hmm. They have his little brother, Amon. Uh, they have uh, a kid last name, Vaughn, who's very good. And they have a young man by the name of Michael Pittman, who, um, let's just say he was a little bit outspoken after USC practice last night. Um, I told him to embrace the suck, that it's going to be cold, but uh, it'll be fun when we're uh, running up the score. Well, that video's probably going to play on the big flat screens inside the uh, locker room until Saturday. Yeah, you know, okay, embrace the suck over the weather. You got to give him that. I mean, he's coming from L.A. to South Bend. It's going to be 51 on Saturday. I'll I'll grant you that it's not going to be uh, overly pleasant inside the stadium Uh, the running up the score part i think might get the attention of the irish Mm -hmm. a little bit have they ran up the score in any game this year uh not on the road they haven't won a road game this year okay and notre dame has won what 14 straight inside the stadium Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure where mr Pittman is coming from on that on you know as a media member it, it's kind of the double-edged sword. It, it's the catch-22. We love quotes like that. We, oh, Michael Pittman, thank you. Thank you for giving us some quote gold. Because most of the sound bites that we got from Notre Dame yesterday were just a perfunctory, oh, they're a really good team, they're a talented bunch, it's going to be a really competitive game, it's a great rivalry, blah, 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 blah. 
So when you get something like that from Michael Pittman, you're you're like that little Napoleon Dynamite meme of, yes, <laughs> yes, we have something. But on the other hand, we admonish people. Oh, how could you be so brazen? How could you say something like that? You know, we have to we have to stand on our higher ground, our holier than thou ground, and say stuff like that. When deep down in our little media hearts, we're like, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, we play Purdue and IU football here at Pulse FM. You can hear both games at high noon on Saturday, our different frequencies. Enjoy finding out which one's which. Well, Indiana will be on 103.1. Mm-hmm. They'll be taking on Rutgers. If, if you don't beat Rutgers, who hasn't won a Big Ten game since 2017, if you don't beat Rutgers, just keep walking. Keep walking right out of Memorial Stadium and just keep walking until you leave the state of Indiana because there's no there's no reason IU should not win this game. Now, Purdue has to play Maryland. Maryland has been a real up-and-down team this year. They can be very explosive on offense. They can also be just – they can spit the bit. So it's hard to say which team will show up at ross Aid. The coolest thing – about this Purdue game is unfortunately something that you won't be able to really get the feel of on radio. Okay. Purdue is honoring it the 50th anniversary of the lunar landing. Neil Armstrong was a Purdue grad. Oh, okay. So the helmets are going to be white with this silvery P that will look like the surface of the moon. Ooh. And then the stripe down the helmet will have the numbers 2, 25, and 64. Two Purdue grads who walked on the moon, 25 Purdue astronauts in the NASA program, 64 space missions flown. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So, Have they put that on uh, online to look at yet? Yes. Okay. That's online. Let's get that on the old Sports Yak Twitter. Now, apparently, there is a uh, there's a bit of a controversy over this helmet. Go on. Somehow, Central Florida says that they have trademarked the moon and its use in helmets because they're down there in Orlando and Cape Canaveral, and they think like they own the moon. I don't know. So Central Florida's barking a little bit at Purdue. I think Central Florida is just trying to get attention, quite frankly. There's actually footprints on the moon on that stripe you're talking about. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm going to tweet that. But again, something you won't be able to see on 92.1 and 96.9. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Tim Newton will do his best to describe it along with Pete Quinn. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, segue into high school football. Boy, I had a great day yesterday getting to spend time with uh, a couple of quality coaches, Nate Andrews and Bart Curtis, and their programs, Northwood 5-2, and two, ranked number 11 in the coaches' poll, and Warsaw 6-1, and one, ranked number 8 in the AP poll. And getting to talk to the young men who are part of the program, getting to talk to the coaches and kind of get a feel of what's going on, Warsaw runs the option attack. It's it's very similar to what you would see from the Naval Academy. And they've got a quarterback by the name of Wyatt Amos, his first-year quarterback. He was a wide receiver last year. 
Juan Jaramillo is their running back. Moved in from Texas a couple of years ago. Has run for over 1,000 yards this season. Uh, but they're very concerned about trying to stop Northwood's offense, which runs the wing T formation. So it was my first chance to get down to Warsaw this year. I didn't get a chance to get there in the preseason. And one of the things that I noticed, uh, number one, Bart Curtis, who has been successful everywhere he's gone, started at Maconaqua, then had success at New Prairie, went to Mishawaka, took them to the state finals in 2012, now at Warsaw in his second year, uh, really implores effort out of his players. And then, on the other hand of that, he tells his coaches, you you got to believe in your guys, okay? If they're going to give you everything that you ha- they have, you have to believe that they're going to get the job done. And that really showed up in the sound bites that I got after practice. We want to be better each and every week. And I feel like in some, some areas we've really grown and really improved. Other areas it feels like we're running around trying to, to fix a leak in a dam and then coming back and taking care of another one. And uh, But um, this group, when, when I believe it, it gets healthy and we're, we're headed that way, I think it can uh, compete with anybody. Work ethic. I'd say uh, we come in here during the summer times. We work for two and a half hours. We're in the blazing hot sun, and I just think we work our butts off. But before that, we were just like coming in, weight room, maybe 8 o'clock in the morning, just getting a little lifted and then leaving and not doing anything the rest of the day. I think with Coach Curtis coming in, we're more of a team. We're doing something more together, and I think that's the biggest change so far. And the, there's really nothing any team does that scares me. The biggest thing that I think Warsaw needs to do is care about Warsaw. As long as we do our jobs, everybody on the field, 11 guys at a time, I don't think there's anybody that can continue with us. So Warsaw plays its home finale Friday night against this Northwood team that comes in 5-2. and two. We saw Northwood earlier in the year against Bishop Chittard, and Chittard, the number one ranked team in Class 3A, and, and we've said on this show they could probably be number one in 4A as well. Uh, no disrespect to New Prairie, but Bishop Chittard, really good football team, and they handed it to Northwood that night. And I noticed in recent games and looking at the stats that the stats for Nate Newcomer keep getting better and better. He is the Northwood quarterback. He's only a junior. So I wanted to get a feeling of why Nate Newcomer is becoming better at his position, and this is what I heard from his teammate Jake Lone and from Nate himself. Oh, I've seen his greatest development definitely in the weight room and as a leader on the team. He's been stepping up in that quarterback leadership role. Um, his uh, vocal leadership's definitely been there, and as well as like how he demonstrates things, how he like shows drills and goes through drills. I think I've I think I've gained more trust with my O lineman. I'm starting to, you know, talk to him more, get feedback, and we're really we're really communicating well. What kind of feedback do they give you? Um, I mean, sometimes I go outside their blocks, and they're they're just always like telling me to go inside, and I'm starting to really listen to them, and it's really paying off. So that's Warsaw and Northwood. It's Friday night. We'll have it live on the Book of Faces at seven, and then on forty six Friday night, eleven Saturday morning at nine. You said something about. The Warsaw coach, did you say imploring effort? Yeah, basically. <clears throat> Could you give well, me an example of that? He he wasn't happy on, on one of the plays in practice. He felt his defense was not attacking enough, especially along the defensive line. And he basically went to them and said, 
look, if you're not going to give me any better effort than this, I'll start taking offensive linemen and playing them on defense. And and you can play on Saturdays in JV games or not play at all. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's all kind there's all kinds of motivational techniques. And that was the one he decided to go with yesterday at practice and and it's funny. After that, there seemed to be a much better effort from the Tiger defensive line. And when they gave that effort, he lauded them for it. It was he wasn't just he wasn't just taking the whip to him. Yeah. He was trying he to get followed them up praise. with that's yeah. what I wanted to see. Okay. And and he and he basically told the team after practice, look, you know, if if you want me to get off your case, if you don't want me to yell at you, it's real simple. Do the thing you're supposed to do before I have to yell at you. Which sounds pretty much like parenting one oh one, right? Yeah. You know? Coaching and parenting one oh one. Um, so some great matchups that we're looking forward to. We'll get more in depth on them on Friday. But you've got Mishawaka Marion, which has the best scoring defense in the state, taking on Mishawaka, which scores 35 points a game. That game is Friday night. Where at? I believe that game is at Marion. Okay. Then you've got Elkhart Central at Penn. Elkhart Central has not beaten Penn since 1982. Elkhart Central will no longer exist after this year, it will just be Elkhart. Mm-hmm. So, literally, this is their last chance to beat Penn. A Penn team that is three and four, a Penn team that just lost to New Prairie Licking their wounds. last week. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I know that Corey Yeoman and his team have a lot of pride. And you look at the four losses that Penn has had two to state ranked teams in Indiana and two to state ranked teams, one in Illinois, one in Ohio. Now, Elkhart Central's ranked two, but I'll be brutally honest about it. Elkhart Central football over the years has had the reputation of folding in big games. And we'll see if that happens again on Friday night. So it's the Blazers and the Kingsmen in a good one there. Would you say this is the most competitive team you've seen from Elkhart Central to possibly beat Penn? Um, I would say probably in at least 15 years. In 2004, when I first got here to 46, we changed the schedule up because Elkhart Central going into the Penn game was 6-0 and that year. And people thought, okay, the Blazers have a chance here. Yeah. They were playing at home that night, and Penn hung 50 on them. So... But I would say it's Central's best shot in probably 15 years to go after the Kings. Okay. Uh, New Prairie has Riley on Friday night. Uh, that I don't think that's going to be all that close, but keep an eye on New Prairie quarterback Chase Ketterer. He is taking another visit to Notre Dame this weekend for the Notre Dame-USC game. I think it's possible that there could be some sort of offer made to him either as a preferred walk-on or maybe even a scholarship. I don't know, but I get that sense. I mean, this is his second visit to Notre Dame in three weeks, so they're clearly looking at him. Okay. Uh, and also, another young man, speaking of Riley, basketball standpoint, Blake Wesley, their outstanding junior, uh, is 
taking a visit to Notre Dame this weekend as well for the football game. Now, remember, Notre Dame already has J.R. Kinesti from St. Joe. Wouldn't it be something that the Irish recruited two South Bend kids hmm. for the uh, incoming class of 2021? Refresh my memory. We've talked to somebody that walked us through a recruiting weekend, didn't we? Yeah, we talked to Steve Wiltfon from 24-7 Sports. Yeah, so go back in the archives if you want to know what a weekend looks like. Mm -hmm. Steve gave us a great kind of 48 hours on campus. Right. Yeah. So uh, those are some of the football games to keep an eye on this weekend. Some some really good matchups. I have a super hard time watching baseball right now. Well, I understand that as a Cub fan because I just don't care you it's not your team yeah um now there is there's been some great baseball played <laughs> in these playoffs three game fives coming up between now and the next time that we join you two of them tonight in the National League St. Louis at Atlanta St. Louis has Jack Flaherty throwing he has been the best pitcher in the National League since the All-Star break so the Cardinals, even though they're on the road, I think feel real good about their chances. They were they were there for the taking the other night, and the zombie apocalypse known as the St. Louis Cardinals, who just won't die, come up with another and the, and, and the annoying, the highly <laughs> annoying Yadier Molina gets the game tying hit and then the game winning sacrifice fly to win it for the Cardinals, and then makes his little throat slashing gesture. Did he, now, t- did he toss a bat the other day, yes, too? Was that him? Yes. Great hair. So, anyway, Cardinals in Atlanta. Then you've got Washington and the Dodgers. Washington got a great performance out of Max Scherzer the other night to stay alive in Game 4, forcing the series back to L.A. Now they have to try to solve Walker Bueller, who has become kind of the Dodgers' ace here in the second half of the season. He shut him out in Game 1 of the series, He'll see if he can finally put the Nationals away in Game 5. Nationals will counter with Steven Strasburg, who is a very good pitcher. You may remember him from his college days at San Diego State. And then you've got this Houston-Tampa Bay series. Houston tried to go for the kill yesterday in Florida. They threw Justin Verlander. They threw Mr. Kate Upton. And he got touched up for four runs rather quickly in that game. And Tampa Bay made it hold up with a 4-1 win basically throwing their bullpen at the Astros. Now they've got a couple of days to to recover. They'll play Houston tomorrow night in Houston. Oh, by the way, Houston will throw a guy by the name of Garrett Cole who had 15 strikeouts against Tampa Bay in his first playoff appearance against them. Good luck. Hey, can we talk about the NBA for a second? We can. I'm not sure where you want to go here. Zion Williamson. Yeah, plays against the Bulls tonight in a preseason game. Played against the Hawks the other night, mm-hmm. and I was showing my son, who is a fan of Zion, yeah. the highlight reel. And as I'm watching it for the second time, I watched it first by myself, then I showed him just the power of that guy and how he plays. He is freakishly athletic. But there was something you said in a previous episode way, way back in uh, college basketball. You talked about longevity of a player, mm-hmm. and there was – another player that might have been playing for that same team that would have been a more smarter recruit because of the longevity of his play. Watching Zion, I don't know that that dude's going to be able to play that kind of caliber of ball for the next 
How many games in a regular season? Well, there's 82. Yeah. 82 games mm-hmm. playing like it's, that? It's so much different than college basketball. Oh. It's so much different. Yeah. It was like watching a video game, and you knew the secret uh, code for the super dunk or whatever. But can you imagine that for 82 games? I don't know if that dude can keep up that pace. Well, and, and not only that, but for the length of the, the contract that yeah. he has. Uh, which is how long? I believe it's five-year deal. Woo! So when you've got when you take all that into consideration, that's why I said he might not be the best. Obviously, from New Orleans standpoint, they wanted him, they got him. Yeah, they're very happy. You can understand why. I I think he is a tremendous talent. I just I wonder if he can hold up. Yeah, over the long haul. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. So he plays the Bulls tonight, huh? Yeah, hmm. preseason action. That should be interesting. So we'll see how long they have him in there. We'll see what yeah. the Bulls put on on the floor. NBA preseason does not exactly. Yeah, that was another thing. It was a preseason me. game. Yeah. So I wonder if that was like a, we need to sell some more tickets, go out and do your thing for this game against the Hawks. I don't know. It'll be interesting though as he as he leaves the ACC as Duke has those three guys who go into the NBA. Do you realize that out of the, you know, each year the ACC puts out a first team, a second team, and a third team. Okay, five guys each, so fifteen. What they consider the top fifteen players in the ACC. Do you know how many of those are coming back in the ACC next year? How many? Two. Oh wow! One of them, John Mooney, over at Notre Dame. Okay. So, it'll be curious when the ACC releases its uh, preseason picks, uh, who's on there, and where they slot various teams. When's that come out? Uh, that comes out tomorrow. Oh, okay. You know what? We should uh, we should probably get our boy Noy, our boy Noy, in here next Wednesday. Bring the Noy and uh, and talk some hoops with him, which. I know he will be delighted to do. Mm-hmm. He'll be a, he'll be delighted to talk to you too about music and other things too. Tom Tom's a rather eclectic fellow. Oh, okay. All right. Do you want to touch on this high school stuff, local stuff here? You got? Yeah. Let's uh, let's do that. I started off with tennis regionals, uh, mainly, <laughs> and and my interest in that is very selfish. My son is a member of the St. Joe tennis team. He Terrific. he is an alternate. He is not playing in the regional competition they have like seven alternates it's it's basically any senior that was with the program for a while coach made an alternate so the new crown did not give him more of an access to this no no it did not where is the crown right now Uh, i believe it's on his desk at home okay yeah and uh if he's not wearing it school so st joe defeated penn yesterday in the tennis regional 4-1 they'll take on laporte today in the finals uh, TJ scouting report is he feels confident that St. Joe will win the regional. We shall see. Northwood plays Westview over in the Concord regional. So you win at this level, then you go to the semi-state on Saturday, which I think is a one-gamer before the Elite Eight that go to state for the finals the following Saturday. Okay. Uh, as for volleyball, Penn continues to steamroll through the NIC. They beat a very good St. Joe team last night and had no problem doing it 3-0. Kingsman went undefeated through 
NIC play. The sectional tournament starts next week for the volleyballers. Sectionals are underway for boys and girls soccer. Boys last night, Brian Ramirez gets two goals for Elkhart Central. They beat Penn by a count of 2-1 to one on the boys' side. What's interesting about that, Corey, is Brian Ramirez is also the kicker for the Elkhart Central football team. Mm. Wouldn't it be something if he kicked the game-winning field goal on Friday night and beat Penn twice in one week? It's possible. Uh, coach Shattuck, the head football coach over at Elkhart Central, said he'd be fine with that, by the way. Um, so Ramirez with two goals last night. Marion girls had to hang on for a 4-3 win over Culver Academy. They had a 4-0 lead, and Culver Academy came storming back in the second half. But Marion hangs on to get the 4-3 win. Game of the night in girls' soccer is actually down in the 1A level. Bethany, which has been ranked most of the year, uh, taking on Westview. It was 1-1 in double overtime, and a young girl by the name of, I believe, Karen Souter, uh, or Katie Souter, which one is it? You've got Katie, this, Katie Souter, uh, gets the game-winning goal with about five minutes left, and Bethany hangs on for a 2-1 win over Westview, so the Bruins advance. Uh, both the boys and the girls' sectionals will conclude this weekend. Penn wins the NIC volleyball title, 3-0 win over St. Joe. Yeah, that's what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I did. I covered that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know what? I was taking a note during that because there's something I missed on Monday's episode I wanted to ask you about. Oh, okay. And what uh, is that? We can do that right now. How was your time at Edwardsburg? That was fascinating. Yeah. You know what? Um, I went up there. I was a judge for the homecoming. And I was up there with uh, Matt Randall from ABC 57. Uh, our buddy Phil McDonald was yes. there from WSJM. Uh, your worlds collided. I, I loved it. I love spending time with Phil, getting to pick his brain a little bit. There was another gentleman from the uh, Cassopolis area who came down. I think he was an Edwardsburg alum, came down judge. I'd never been to Edwardsburg for its homecoming. Folks, this is the way homecoming should be done at every school. Each class had a week to put together a float. They had a theme that they had to stick to, mm-hmm. which was Disney movies. And so the senior float, and I posted some of this video on the 46 Sports Facebook page, if you want to go take a look. I watched. Uh, the senior float was based on Monsters, Inc. Oh, and every float has to have mechanical parts, moving parts. I think I saw a Wally. Yeah, Wally was the one that won. Oh, the junior okay. class float, the amazing detail that they put into this float was absolutely incredible. They had a young man kind of walk us through the whole thing. Um, They had, apparently in the movie Wally, he's got a girlfriend. They had her kind of pictured on the back wall along with a bunch of uh, cans and things like that. They, instead of roses like they do at the Rose Parade, they take paper napkins of different colors, and those are their... The, what they okay. use for the colors of the float. Uh, so we judged on neatness, creativity, mechanical parts, sticking with the theme. There were a couple other things. You had a Nemo float, do I remember? Uh, Finding Nemo was the sophomore's float. There was a shark that had a – they were playing plane well last Friday. So there was a shark that had a plane well player sliding <laughs> into it. Wally, in his little robotic belly, out of it came like this cube of – 
trash, which was a plain well helmet, shoes, <laughs> things like that. Uh, and then the uh, the freshman float was uh, cars, Lightning McQueen running over a plain well player. Okay. So all of the floats were just incredible. It took us about a half hour to do the judging. So we walk back into the school. Uh, they're getting ready for a pep rally at 12. This is 12.30 we walk back into the school. They're getting ready for a pep rally at 12.45. So the band's going in formation through the hallway down to the auditorium. And we get done giving our sheets to the principal and the homecoming people saying thank you for having us. And we're walking out, and there is a line of adults waiting to get into this community pep rally that snakes down the sidewalk and around by the school. I mean, this is clearly a big deal in this town. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll grant you, Edwardsburg football is a big deal. They won the state championship last year. Very successful program. But we heard from many people, well, the, the lady that was running homecoming, she said, you know, I worked on these kind of floats back when I was in school, and she she appeared to be in her 40s maybe. Okay. So, I mean, they've been doing this there for a while. This isn't their first rodeo. Fire trucks are out. I mean, they do a big parade through the city. Uh, they they take it seriously and do it upright in Edwardsburg. Uh, permission to name drop. Sure. My wife cut a head of hair last night, last name Goggins. Yes. Uh, there, the Goggins, there's a few of them who have played for Edwardsburg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, I believe, Caden Goggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, was one of their star players last year. I believe he's matriculated on to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, younger sister, Lily. Okay, very good. <laughs> but I wanted to name drop. And sure. The, and the son's doing really well at college. He's doing great. And uh, the Eddies continue to roll. They're 6-0, which means they've already qualified for the Michigan playoffs. You win six games in Michigan, you're automatically in the postseason. Oh, okay. We've run through our list. Now, you were in Chicago oh. over the week. I was. Um, you went uh, right with, after our last episode. Got in the car. You went on one of your little excursions, paid for. Uh, this is this is why we still have to fill out yes, yes, no forms at radio stations because mm-hmm. people like you accept payola. <laughs> and um, you went on one of your little excursions. Who did? Who was playing in concert again? Uh, Bethel Music, which is a huge church out on the West Coast, and has written pretty much. Every song that every church is singing right now. Oh, okay. And Phil Wickham, who I've had a great decade-long relationship with here through Pulse FM, he opened. He was our first artist to visit when I started here in 09, and uh, we had a good catching up on Monday at lunch. Okay. Uh, Got there at high noon, stayed right on the corner of Wacker and State Street at the Wit. Uh, Highly recommend that hotel. Great restaurant inside as well. Great restaurant on the 27th floor. Um, had a dinner there. Went over to the show. Never been to the Chicago Theater, but I've seen that sign thousands of times. Sure. And the theater, Chuck, is beautiful. And the staff, I thought, was um, actually exceptionally kind. Very helpful. And this is where this concert was. Yes. at the Chicago Theater. Yeah. Good crowd? Great crowd. Very young, very millennial crowd. Really? So and that's I good asked, for our industry. I said, "What's what's going on there?" And uh, my record rep said, "This is a lot of uh, college kids." 
a lot of Moody Bible College, a oh, lot okay. of uh, some of the other Christian colleges that are within sure. driving distance. And I mean, there were people there my age, but it was it was leaning millennial. Okay, so and you had a chicken sandwich you enjoyed. I had a chicken so uh, uh, fried chicken sandwich with all the dressings that I would never eat, and it was delightful because Martin, the server, said, "Dude, you got to have it all because it's a taste explosion. It all works together for the good." I said, all right. And it lived up to being. It did. It was great. You also took the architectural tour. Architect Lake Tour, which was uh, fun. Some cool buildings. The last time I was there, there was not a Trump building. Uh, last true. time I was there, yeah. there was a lot, not a lot of the new uh, uh, condominium living there, kind of uh, west of Navy Pier. There's a new Apple store that's kind of hidden um, down by the old... GN building, which is not a GN building right. anymore. It's, yeah, it's very condominiums. Sad. Very sad. Yeah. But uh, the new Apple building, Chuck, looks exactly like the lid of an Apple computer. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, once we were told that and I looked at it, I was like, wow, that's that's all glass, all very state-of-the-art, whatever. That was a de- I mean, perfect weather. It was a delightful trip. It is interesting how the the skyline of that city evolves. Yes, yeah, and it gets higher and higher. Right. I showed you a picture of a building that just kind of blew my mind, along with the price tag. I I still am trying to get over the fact that the Sears Tower is now the, what you talking about, Willits Tower. Got a good eye view of that bad boy and the four uh, windows that you can walk out on. Have you done that yet? Uh, yes. You have? Yeah. Well, I've no, I'm not walking out on anyone. So you've seen them. I've seen them. But I, ain't, I ain't walking out no. there. No, no, no. Did you have a clenching moment when you saw that? Oh, yeah. The glutes were tight. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. I had that moment looking up at them. I was like, ah. You know, I, I had a wonderful view of the Willits Tower from the old UIC baseball field. I, I say old because they've built a new stadium since I broadcast a game there. Okay. But when you used to, when I used to do Notre Dame baseball... Uh, Notre Dame played at UIC one night, and I basically had to do the game from the bleachers because that particular field had a very small press box that was only big enough for the PA announcer and the scoreboard operator. So I sat in the bleachers right in front of the press box, and as you stared out towards the field from behind home plate, the Sears Tower looms out beyond the center field fence. Okay, and you know what a what a great backdrop. To have, as you call a game. Uh, Navy Pier is also putting in a hotel on the south side of the pier. What took them so long? Yeah. And, it, I mean, the view alone will be awesome. Yeah. But what a great weekend that would be. And you're on Navy Pier staying. Yeah. That's some good stuff right there. I wouldn't want to be there in the winter, though. You don't think so? Yeah. During Christmas time, a little I, shopping? Well, Christmas time, maybe before it gets too bad. But January, February, I'd be afraid, like, the Edmund Fitzgerald would come. That'd probably be when we could afford it, though. Yeah. (laughs) True. Uh, I was introduced to a new Netflix show series called Raising Dion. Okay. Raising Dion. He's a little, uh, I'm going to go third grader, Mm -hmm. and he's got himself some superpowers in the town of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Being raised by a single mom who's married to Michael B. Jordan. Pretty decent actor. Yeah. Was in Creed. Right. Uh, but he has since passed in the first episode. Oh. But there's a connection between him and whatever he did for oh, living and his okay. son who has superpowers. And Josh Ritter 
Do you remember him on Parenthood? Yeah, kind John of. Ritter's son. Yeah, got yeah. a little kind of a lazy mustache. Yeah, he's a godfather to the son. I got to tell you, first episode, I'm in. Looked like it was supposed to be on network TV, but Netflix scooped it up. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pan a show. Yeah, um, we've been trying to watch Carol's second act because it stars Patricia Heaton from Everybody Loves Raymond and CBS, and she, like my wife, is a Shiite Catholic, and so we're trying to. It just, she's got a pretty decent resume with Everybody Loves Raymond and The Middle. Yeah, Great show. No, I mean she's she's a very good actress. Yeah. I think it's the writing in this show. They have just made her character so annoying mm. that it's just I it it we've done two episodes and I'm not we're we're trying to give it a shot because sometimes you know, like Seinfeld in the you beginning. You gotta find your feet. Seinfeld in the beginning was not what Seinfeld no, became. Not at all. Um so we're trying to give it a shot, but right now it's uh it's struggling. That's that's too bad. Well, it happens. I, j- I just want our listeners to know that we're not going to sit here and tell you that every show we ever watch is great. Oh, it's not. Sometimes, you know, the guys that came to fix my drain yesterday at the house, they appreciate the fact that I keep it real. <laughs> they told me that. Is that a direct quote? Yes. They told me that. You keep it real. Oh. Thank you, Tony. We follow Chuck Creamy on Twitter. He keeps it real there, too. Where are you at? 46 Sports on the Twitter account and, of course, the WHME 46 Sports Facebook page if you want to see those Edwardsburg homecoming floats or any of the high school videos that we put out as well. Sports Yak on social media at Sports Yak with two Ks on Twitter, Instagram. You can always email the show if you'd like with a question or a comment. The Sports Yak with two Ks at gmail.com. Want to give a shout-out to Northwood basketball coach Aaron Wolf, new subscriber to the Yak. Just signed up yesterday when I told him yeah, I do a show like what you're talking about. Shout out to the Wolf Band. Can I call him that? Sure, why not? The Wolf Pack. Something. Like that. Well, we probably just lost the subscriber. Oh, he'll stick around. That's episode 149. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Heine Manoush. Sports Yak! You've been listening to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic Events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs, sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com. Everybody get out of here, there's a lobster loose. Oh, holy cow, he's loose. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.